Welcome back to episode 18 of the Nourish Your Potential podcast. My name is Kush the Holdaway and I'm accredited sports dietitian based in beautiful Methan, New Zealand. Today is a bite-sized episode to give you some bite-sized knowledge. In this episode, I am going to be talking all about considerations in marathon nutrition. This will be specific to road marathons, as although trail marathons can be of similar distance, we all know by the time you add in elevation or technical terrain, the actual time on feet can be more like an ultra. So, road marathons. Key considerations. Let's start in the days prior to your race. Don't leave your carb loading until the night before the race. You should actually be thinking about carb intake in the 24 to 48 hours prior to the event alongside your training volume. So generally, if you're wanting to feel fresh and perform well, the week of will be of reduced training volume anyway, meaning demand on your body's glycogen stores will be less. Unless you have a really active job or maybe using the race as simply a training run. The main factors causing fatigue in competition is fuel depletion, so our carbs, as well as dehydration. So having adequate muscle fuel in the form of glycogen prior to events is important to ensure there is adequate fuel availability during the race. So remember, glycogen, if you've listened to some of my other episodes, is that storage form of carbs in our liver and muscles. And fun fact, when glycogen is in your muscles, say it goes, I don't know, let's just say there's some glycogen that goes to your calf muscle, it can only be used in that calf muscle once it's there. It can't be removed, transported and used elsewhere in the body. However, the glycogen in your liver can be pushed out and go anywhere. So, does this mean you should be hammering pizzas and burgers and everything in sight beforehand? (laughs) Absolutely not. In fact, I want you to continue to eat all the foods you are familiar with. Meals should look similar, but a focus on a greater proportion of your day being carbohydrates. So, for someone who already eats quite a lot of carb to support a high training volume, this might not actually look too different. But because carb intake is maintained during a period of tapering or reduced training volume, you can help increase your glycogen stores by doing this. My top tip for boosting carb intake in the day or days prior is actually utilizing your favorite sports drink. When I say sports drink, I am talking about a drink with carb concentration of around 5-8%, to 8%, not electrolyte tablets that have no carbs in them, for example, noon. Sports drinks help boost carb intake, as well as efficiently hydrating you and getting some extra electrolytes in, without having to eat more volume of food. Especially if you are someone, this is especially helpful if you are someone who struggles to say, eat really large meals or get a higher carb intake in to meet your requirements per race. Um, Just as an example, if you are, say, drinking Tailwind at a prepared concentration of one scoop per 500 ml, that's a concentration of around 6.6%. So one liter spread throughout the day automatically provides you 66 grams of carbs in addition to your food intake. Also keeping in mind in the 12 to 24 hours beforehand to consume lower fiber foods, Reduce protein intake a little bit because we might be trying to eat a little bit more carb than normal and also be considerate of high fat foods 
and using liquid carbs, like I said, the sports drink, um, to help reduce the risk of GI, GI upset, so sorry, gastrointestinal upset on race day. Um, so morning of, uh, work backwards ultimately. So what time does your race start? How long will it take you to travel to the event? How long might you be waiting to start at the start line? You know, bigger marathons like New York, you could be standing there for hours just waiting to get running. <laughs> so you need to take this into consideration. What time do you need to wake up and eat your breakfast? The pre-race meal is important to top up your tank. And by tank, I'm referring to your glycogen stores, as well as a chance to optimize your hydration status. So we want this meal to be really rich in carbohydrates, but lower in fiber, and something that you've tried and tested. Please do not try anything new on race day. Uh, a pre-race breakfast, for example, you could have something like a white bagel with peanut butter, banana, and honey. Or you might have some porridge with milk and fruit or maybe white toast or crumpets with jam and honey. Um, the main meal, so that bigger meal, ideally should be consumed about three to four hours beforehand if practical. Like if your race starts at five and you're working three to four hours back from there, like it starts to get a little bit crazy. But um, you kind of just have to work with the individual on that one. And then... A top-up snack one to two hours beforehand if you have that sort of ideal timing before a race and for some people they may actually go as close as like 15 minutes beforehand and that might be like a top-up with a gel or a banana or some jet planes you know whatever that person has um, utilized in training so that's the pre-race meal um, during the event so this totally depends on your planned time if you're someone who is hardcore elite and in the kind of two to three hours time frame to finish, then your strategy for fueling is going to be quite different to someone who's just in it to complete it and may take six or more hours. Elite marathon runners tend to rely on quite concentrated forms of sports drink that are typically placed for them in labelled bottles around the course, and they may even have a support person or like an aid station person giving them their specific bottle as they run past. They may also use gels or other sports fuel supplements in addition to this, depending on what they like. Um, and their, their carb requirements will be unique to them and based off their individual tolerance. For most of us, however, we will be sitting in the three hours or longer category for a marathon. Firstly, you want to think about these questions. So where are the aid stations? How far apart or how regular through the course are they going to be placed? And based off your planned pace you'll be running at, approximately how long time-wise will it be between each aid station for you? What's available at the aid stations? Can you rely on this? Have you practiced that specific sports drink or food in your training and know that it works for you? Or will you carry your own food and fluid and just aim to be self-sufficient? Once you've answered these questions, then start planning on how often you are going to eat, what you are going to eat and drink, and how much you have managed to train with in your longer runs. Did I mention you should have practiced your fueling strategy multiple times in your training runs? If not, you may want to do this before your first marathon. <laughs> caffeine, caffeine can be a wonderful tool. Again, only use it if you have practiced with it. So work out where your tolerance is. 
generally aim for like three to five milligrams per kg body weight is kind of like the sweet spot if I just do a quick calculation so say I don't know say you're 80 kilos upper limit of about five that's like 400 megs of caffeine and you could utilize a little bit of that in say your pre-race meal your brekkie nice strong black coffee and then try and hold off until about halfway through if you can I know everyone's different, but it's kind of that halfway point where you might start to feel a bit of fatigue setting in and having a little bit of caffeine there can really give you a boost and then you can kind of just keep trickling it in your system until the finish, which is um, a good way to do it. But hey, that's not not for everyone necessarily. Other top tips, um, practice your grab and go drink technique. So if you're using the aid station cups and running at a pace, this is actually a bit of a skill. You ultimately want to get more in your mouth than all over yourself. That's quite helpful because you're trying to obviously get the hydration and fuel in. Also, if you have tried running, drinking from a plastic cup and got more up your nose, you'll understand what I mean. So try and grab the cup and like pinch the top together. So it's like this little narrow opening at the top, almost like a mini straw. And then just try and like get it in your mouth that way. It's a bit cleaner. And more effective for fueling. Uh, so that was very brief. That's just, I guess, some points to think about. This is a bite-sized episode. Um, other general well-being in your training for a marathon. So fueling appropriately for your training load. The number of people I have that come to me and they say, Kushla, I want to lose 10 kilos and shave half an hour of my time for a marathon and perform at my best in 10 weeks. And it's really important to sit down and be quite honest and um, (laughs) try and focus on the fact that you can't lose dramatic amounts of weight whilst trying to perform at your best. In fact, that's actually quite a health risk. Um, So learning to fuel appropriately and focus on performance gains rather than solely a weight focus can transform your ability to run well. Keeping good health, and that's through obviously nutrition and stress management and sleep hygiene, recovering, respecting rest days, that can be hard for some of us. (laughs) Um, Iron levels, particularly if you are a female runner, um, definitely something to monitor like regularly, depending on what your history has been with iron. And yeah, I think that's... um, Pretty much it wrapped up in about 10 minutes. Look, it's not a whole heap of detail, but it's good food for thought. Um, I can't obviously give out individualized advice in podcasts, but it's just good to, I guess, bring that attention to a few key things and, um, yeah, raise some questions you should be thinking about to go and work on yourself. Um, And, of course, if you want individualised help with sports nutrition or your own marathon, then you're more than welcome to get in touch. That's it for this bite-sized episode, though. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk next time.